Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. So I just looked into the monitor before the show was about to kick off. It looks like I'm crying. I'm not crying, I swear. So if you think that I was like bawling my eyes out before the beginning of the show, that was not the case. I yawned and my eyes watered. And so it looked like I was crying. But if you're listening um, in podcast form, then you don't have to worry about this. All right. Welcome, everyone. To the markets in the Tuesday edition of markets and mortgages. Sorry, I'm a little off my game. And oh, and I am, of course, the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. I'm a little off my game because I was looking at Drudge Report and they got a big thing about the hurricane that apparently is forming and may hit the Bahamas and Florida. And then it's projected to slingshot around and then it's going to hit North Carolina. And so like what what is going on here? What is what is it's, it's November the 8th? Hurricanes over the weekend? Not a fan. Not going to lie. I'm not a fan of that. Um all right, let's let's go from bad news to I don't want to say worse news. I mean, we kind of get an idea of what's happening with the housing market, but you know, I thought today was going to be pretty uneventful. In fact, I thought we might actually talk about what happened on Friday with the job uh not jobless claims with the uh, monthly jobs reports. Uh, But we actually had a lot of reports that we need to get to that came out on Monday. And we are going to start with the September Mortgage Monitor Report from Black Knight looking at home prices and homeowner equity. I know you're not going to be surprised by this, but they are both down in the month of September. So month over month, Black Knight's home price index reported that the median home price fell 0.52% in September. That is now the third straight decline. But if you're looking for a silver lining, this drop was about half of the declines that we saw in the prior two months. So we did still see a drop, but it slowed dramatically. So is that... Good news, I guess if you're looking for good news, that could be uh, some of the good news. And even though we've had three months of price declines, the month over month variation, um, year over year, prices are still up, but that is of course slowing. So month over month, home prices are still up 10.7% in September. That is down from the 12.1% that was reported in August and is almost half of the peak that we saw in March when this report showed 20.4% year-over-year increase in home prices. And so that was the peak. That was an all-time peak, the highest it has ever been, and we are now about half of that. And things could be worse, I will say. They could be worse. We could be in California. Well, I'm I'm assuming you're probably not in California, but if you are, um, condolences, because California has three of the top five markets for home price declines, with San Jose leading the way 
Home prices in San Jose are down 13.3% from the 2022 peak, followed by San Francisco is down 12.1%. They're at number two. And then San Diego is down 8.2%, and they are at number four. Seattle was number three with a 10.8% drop. And Phoenix at number five, home prices falling 7.6%. And what do all those places have in common? They were like some of the biggest boom areas during the pandemic boom. Makes sense that you're also going to see those places. They just had more room to fall. However, you can't really use that as your guide because... (laughs) Florida was booming during the pandemic and it's still booming. In fact, Florida is like the exact opposite of California. They have four of the top five housing markets with regards to home price growth, four out of five. So, I mean, really anywhere you're moving in Florida, you are still seeing some some good, I want to say values, but uh, you're sitting pretty if you're a homeowner in Florida. I mean, you're still sitting pretty if you're a homeowner in California. A lot of those people probably had their homes for a while. Uh, but Miami took the number one spot with home prices up 22.7% year over year. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. Like home prices are still up 22% Miami. Uh, Tampa was number two up 19.8%. Orlando was up 18.9%. And then Jacksonville, Florida at number five, up 16.5%. The one housing market that was not in Florida, but was in the top five was Dallas, Texas. They were up 17.2% and they took the number four spot. So, I mean, that's what's kind of interesting about this slowdown. I mean, we are seeing a slowdown. I mean, I'm sure, as we've reported many a times here on the podcast, Miami was, I think, at one point year over year in the 30% range. Uh, That was home prices and rents, if memory serves me correctly. So things have slowed down, but you're still seeing year-over-year appreciation over 20%. However, if you're in California, you are seeing a much more typical If not, well, I guess I probably should say faster slowdown taking place there. So it's very interesting what's happening all over the country. I mean, everywhere you're seeing slowdowns, but how that slowdown is defined (laughs) has uh, clearly varied. And of course, as home prices begin to fall, we are starting to see home equity begin to fall as well. Homeowner equity is down $1.5 trillion or 8.4%, but think about that for a second. So homeowner equity is down one and a half trillion dollars. Obviously we're talking about in total. (laughs) It's not just one home, Uh, in total. And that's only (laughs) 8.4%. That just lets you know how much homeowner equity is out there. Um, So it's down 1.5 trillion from the May 2022 peak with the average borrower now down about $30,000. However, this is the good news. Even with those declines, homeowner equity is up about $5 trillion total in $92,000 
for the average mortgage holder from the start of the housing boom in 2020. So we're, we're not saying that it's up you know, 92,000 since they bought their home. They're saying it's up 92,000 from two years ago. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I would say homeowners are, um, they're okay. Uh, and in fact, only about 500,000 homes are currently underwater nationwide. And if you take into account the fact that there's about 60 million mortgage properties, and I think, I wanna say it's around half or maybe even more are, are mortgaged, maybe 60% are mortgaged. I mean, the point is, is that there's probably over 100 million. I think the actual number is like maybe mid 100 million, like 150 million, somewhere around there. Uh, and so the fact that we're talking about fewer than 500,000 homes underwater, once again, 2008, this is not. Uh, and then I know, I think we mentioned this last week when we were talking about the foreclosure crisis and I was making fun of all the people who, of course, at the beginning of 2020 thought that there was going to be this, you know, housing market crash and it was going to be caused by the foreclosure crisis. And the, I mean, some of those people are still out there. I mean, they still think this is going to happen despite all of the evidence proving otherwise, especially this stat, which says that, um, you know, there's fewer than 500,000 homes currently underwater. And I mean, sure, that number is going to rise as we see home prices fall. Um, but once again, the really important number is how many people are facing foreclosure. Because just because your house is underwater doesn't mean you're going to walk away from your home. That's kind of a misnomer that you know came out of 2008 is that, oh, no, someone's underwater in their house. So they're automatically going to walk away. Well, the reason that most people walked away in 2008 was because true, they were underwater, but it's also, remember their payment had reset and it was just an astronomical number and they had no equity in the home and they could rent for just a ridiculously lower amount. And it just, it made no sense for them to stay in that house. And you know, everyone else was doing the same thing. So, so why not? And in some cases they could stay in the house, not make any payments and it would take them a year, a year and a half before they'd actually be removed. And so there was just a lot of craziness going on. But this idea that just because somebody goes negative in their home, they're not going to walk away from it. I mean, that's just the way. I mean, if you think about everything in your life that you buy, everything except for your house, the minute you buy it, you are underwater in that product. <laughs> and yet you don't see people, you know, not making their cell phone payments or making, you know, their car payments or anything else. And so it's just so funny that we look at housing so much different than everything else, which it is. It's the biggest purchase. But most everything that everyone owns, they are underwater on <laughs> and they keep making their payments on. And yeah, sure. You buy a home, you see a little dip in the market, you're going to go underwater. It doesn't mean you're going to walk away from the house. So just because people are underwater does not mean that they're going to walk away from those homes. So remove that stat from your mind. Uh, and then I mentioned this this crazy stat that we talked about um, last week when talking about foreclosures. Um, or really just ha what's not foreclosures, what's happening with the mortgage market and refis with the 30 year fixed at 7.08%. That's where Black Knight has it at on October 27th. So what is that? That's two weeks ago. <laughs> That's great. I think it's about two weeks ago. Yeah, my birthday was about two weeks ago and that was a little bit before my birthday. Only 133,000 candidates make sense to refi 
and there's like I said, 60 million mortgage properties out there. This is the smallest such population on record. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you got home prices slipping along with equity, but the fact is we're talking about less than 1% of those mortgage properties are underwater. Housing market is taking a dip. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, it's what's happening. But the fact is the people who are in these homes, thanks to the strong lending standards that exist, unlike 2008, um, they're going to be able to weather this downturn that we are going through. And I know a lot of people are going to say, Tyler, you and a lot of other people said that we weren't going to see home prices fall. And yeah, I mean, that. well, first of all, we haven't because the price metric that they use for home prices falling is year over year. And we're still in double digits, positive territory. So we have not seen technically home prices fall year over year. That hasn't happened yet. So they're still up on that, but they probably will. I mean, we probably will see that sooner rather than later. Um, It's definitely possible. But the reason is because this huge, just un, I mean, no one predicted it uh, where rates are. I mean, with rates above 7%. I mean, just nobody saw that happening. And yeah, I mean, that changed a lot of fundamentals of the housing market. If rates were still at 3%, maybe even 4%, home prices would not be falling. They're falling because of where rates are, because all of a sudden borrowing money at almost at at double what it was. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's going to be more expensive to own a home. The affordability issue that was already there has now been made worse. And so that is going to put downward pressure on home prices. And it's sort of like that famous John Maynard Keynes phase phase phrase in which he says, when the facts change, my opinion changes. What do you do, sir? And so, yeah, it makes sense that home prices are falling. It didn't make sense if rates would have stayed at three and a half percent. It does make sense when rates jump up to seven percent. Um, all right, before we go, I did want to talk about this report. I don't really want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, consumer confidence in housing right now. So consumer confidence in the housing market continues to fall and has now reached a record low, this according to Fannie Mae. So month over month, the Fannie Mae Home Purchase Sentiment Index decreased 4.1 points in October to 56.7. That is the eighth consecutive monthly drop and is now the lowest reading since 2011. So it's important to know that this index started after 2008 because I'm going to ha- I have a feeling that things probably were worse in 2008. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Uh 2008, 9, 10. So the fact this didn't even start until 2011, I'm just going to put that out there. The index is now down 18.8 points from the same time 1 year ago. And I guess Once again, if you're looking for a silver lining, here it is. A majority of respondents still believe that it is a good time to be a seller, but just barely. So those who think it's a good time to sell fell eight percentage points to 51% in October. So they are barely, barely hanging on. Meanwhile, the percentage of respondents who say it is a good time to buy continues to plummet 
falling three percentage points to 16% in October. I don't think that number is correct at all. I'll say why in a second. Those who believe it is a bad time to buy jump to 80%. And those who believe it is a bad time to sell increase nine percentage points to 42%. So why do I think that that's not true with the 16%? I mean, sure, it's not a great time to buy because rates are high and home prices are still you know, high historically. Uh, and of course, we haven't seen probably the bottom of, of where it's going to go with regard to the home prices. But as we've mentioned many a times before, because so many people do not think it's a good time to buy, that actually makes it a good time to buy, if that makes sense. <laughs> I know it sounds like I'm trying to uh, have my cake and eat it too. But no, no, no. If people, a lot of people don't think it's a good time to buy, you're not going to have the bidding wars. Remember how frustrating the bidding wars were for people during the pandemic housing boom? I mean, it was, I mean, it was so frustrating. People walked away from buying a home. And so now you are not going to have that problem. <laughs> And so, I mean, sure, you can try and risk it and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to wait and hopefully home prices are going to fall. But more than likely, rates are going to go up. And in fact, that's what consumers think here. Consumers are pretty certain that mortgage rates are going to continue moving upward over the next 12 months with 64% of respondents believing mortgage rates will rise in the next 12 months. Only 6% think that rates will fall. Is that your own pal? Is that the... (laughs) (laughs) Was that the uh, Jerome Powell uh, data right there? Uh, And then with regards to prices, here's what's fascinating. It's, I mean, almost completely evenly split. I mean, like I said, not not, not literally, but almost it is. So you got 37% of respondents believe home prices will increase. 30% believe home prices will decrease. And then 26% believe prices will remain unchanged. So you've got, I mean, it, it, it. people clearly don't know what's going to happen to home prices. So sure, they might fall, they might not, but they are pretty clear that mortgage rates are going to go up. So I'm, I am confused as to why they think it's not a good time to buy then. Because if, let's say, I mean, look at the data right here. So you got 30% believe that home, or I'm sorry, 37% believe home prices will rise. 26% believe home prices will stay the same. So that's 63%. Now, if you're in that 63%, why would you then not think it's a good time to buy? Because you clearly think that rates are going up. And if you think home prices are either going to continue moving up or are going to stay the same, if you think rates are going up, that means the cost of buying the home is going to go up. So wouldn't buying now actually be a good idea? And so that's where kind of this data is a little misleading because that shouldn't make any sense. If that many people think rates are going to go up, but they also think that home prices are going to either remain the same or going to go up, then you should be thinking now is a good time to buy. I mean, I guess maybe they're saying, hey, it's not a good time to buy historically, but they're thinking it's going to get worse to buy going forward. So back to my original point that that's why it does make sense that now may actually be a good time to buy. (laughs) Yes, I'm spinning it as best I can. I'm trying to spin the report. (laughs) All right. um, Of course, the companion newsletter that I send out every morning um, along with this podcast, we didn't get a chance to get into it because I am going to, I don't want to go too long here 
on the first podcast of the week. Uh, they talk about Altos inventory levels. That will be in the newsletter that, of course, Altos has inventory levels holding steady for the week. First time in three weeks that we have not seen an increase in inventory levels. We also get into what's happening with home prices. That will be in the newsletter along with everything else that we talked about here in this morning's podcast. But we're going to go. Like I said, I'm not going to go too long here. Try and keep it around 20 minutes. Hope you guys enjoy your Tuesday. We will see you and talk to you again on Wednesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.